Welcome to the Digital Aircraft Secrets Podcast. I'm Mark Schultz, your host. This week, we continue in our series of blockchain and aviation. Enjoy. Hey, welcome. I'm Mark Schultz with Digital Aircraft, and we're here for another episode of blockchain and aviation. Um, we're going to be talking about blockchain and how it applies in your business, and we're going to see how can we evaluate our business and how can we determine the right technologies and implement them you know, in order that we can create success in our business. We don't wanna implement the wrong technologies. We don't wanna to take too long. We wanna move things forward swiftly. We wanna leverage and be successful in using the right technology for the right business problem. So today we're gonna to be talking about blockchain and aviation. Hey, I have a guest here today who I'm gonna bring in. Let me just jump in and bring him right in. Uh, for those of you who've been around for a while, you know that this is Larry Little. He's my guest, he's my business partner. And uh, Larry, um, how's it going today? Hey, Mark, it's good to be with you. It's been a while since we've been together. So uh, looking forward to this next uh, little bit to talk about uh, blockchain. Good, good. Hey, listen, um, I've got a lot of new followers in the last uh, few months, and some people may not know who you are and what do you do. And, uh, you know, what was your previous connection to Boeing? Can you just quickly give people a rundown? Yeah, Mark. Hey, thanks for that. Um, as the banner said, retired uh, Boeing. I've been retired from Boeing about three or four years. And uh before that, uh, a long time at Boeing doing a variety of things. I think the last 10 years were the really the most, um, the most fun and, and innovative. Uh, had the opportunity to run a small business within a really big company. We did some amazing things, I think, to set, really set a foundation and really change the way that mechanics and engineers interact with maintenance data. Uh, you know, we, we invented and, and deployed uh, iPad or uh, mobile device uh, solutions for engineers and mechanics, the right information at the right time uh, to the right to the right person. So I think uh, we set a foundation in the industry that's still uh, going strong today. Oh, yeah. Well, really, really critical. And we'll get into that a little bit more deeper as we move forward. But, uh, you know, for those of you that, you know, that don't know, Larry was um, running the toolbox uh, organization. And, you know, the, the toolbox product basically is the maintenance documentation, the, the technical documentation that supports, you know, pretty much all the aircraft at Boeing today, you know, from structured data to unstructured data, from drawings to you know, to, to, to maintenance manuals and everything across the board. And uh, the thing that I was the most impressed about, Larry, is when you guys rolled out the uh, Toolbox mobile library, the mobile product, just the process that you went through to evaluate what the need in the industry was and then put a good product in place and then bring it together with the existing solutions that were at Boeing and then deploy it. I mean, I was just really impressed with that whole process on how that happened. Yeah, I think you're right, Mark. You know, we kind of built on some... Like, existing products, a product called the Portable Maintenance Aid. We kind of started with that. And then and then we brought in a group of airlines to kind of help us to look at the tools we have today, think about the future and what could these tools really be. And that's when we moved uh, from the Portable Maintenance Aid to Maintenance Performance Toolbox to maintenance data uh, real time on an iPad as a collaboration tool. And uh, I would just say that um, the airline um, mechanic input into designing and deploying that tool was probably the most powerful thing uh, we did to have a successful application. Great, good. So, hey, listen, for those of you watching, what we're gonna do is we're gonna walk through the process. Um, you know, Larry did a really quick summary of it there, but what we're going to do in a few minutes is we're gonna talk about how do you look at your own business and what the business needs are? How do you look at technology that's out there? And then how do we consider blockchain and how that fits in? Hey, listen, before we do that, I, you know, I always like to know who's watching out there. We always have people watching from all around the world. And it's so fun because it's really become a real community. And so I really wanted to ask you, if you would, to please share this stream. 
And uh, when you share the stream, it gets out to so much more, so many more people, and it makes such a bigger difference. And uh, if you would just right now, as we're moving forward, there's a comment box down there. And uh, just let me know where you're watching from, and I'll give you a shout out on the screen, you know, on and off during our uh, broadcast this morning, because it's just fun to be able to interact with people and really to be a community. Hey, listen, um, you know, I am all about helping people. And the reason we started this broadcast so many years ago was uh, just to be able to help people, help people get their voice out, help people to get more knowledge about digital, about digital transformation. And Larry and I joined up together because Larry's passionate about helping people and doing consulting in a domain that's his area of expertise. Larry, what drives you in reaching out to people? Well, I think it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the excitement you get when you talk to someone about a new technology and you can just see the light bulb go off in their head to say, that's going to really save me time. That's really going to make my workforce happier. That's a big piece of it, too. It's just not time and efficiency. It's uh, having your workforce feel more valued. And I think, you know, these digital tools can address not only efficiencies, but also employee satisfaction. Yeah, really big time, big time. Yeah. So, Larry, I know that as you were at Boeing and you were working with a lot of different companies, a lot of different airlines and maintenance companies, you know, all around the world. And there was always someone that was coming to you and, and they had a business problem. All right. And you guys were always, you know, they may have come to you and said, well, we need, you know, maintenance performance toolbox. All right. And uh, and I know that you guys would go through a process of saying, well, what is it you're really trying to do and what do you really need? And can you sort of describe, you know, how you and your team would actually address that when somebody says we need to put a solution in place? Well, I think, you know, you and I have talked about this, Mark. It can't just be a solution. It has to really fit into the business process. And the, and the where, where we almost always started uh, was, well, just kind of diagramming out the process uh, that a particular airline might use to do an overnight turn or to address a, a problem at a gate or to address a scheduled maintenance. Let's just, let's just whiteboard it out and try to identify areas that create inefficiencies and areas that are really pain points and, and see how and then overlay a new technology into that process, into that value stream to be able to quantify um, the benefits that I just talked about, whether they be financial benefits or, or just employee satisfaction or just joy in doing your job. Now, Larry, I know one of the big challenges that every company always has is that you don't have one business problem. You have multiple business problems, right? <laughs> so you just came in and you looked at that and you said, hey, you know, we can get an ROI in these particular areas. How did you see people go about trying to figure out where would they start? I mean, you know, because you, you have a broad playing field sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's the saying that we kicked around a lot, Mark, is think big, start small, go fast. And you just have to find a place. Um, to really implement a new technology or, or a piece of the process to map out and insert the new technology. And you'll start to be able to ask questions that you didn't even know you could ask before. And so, you know, you have to kind of take a leap of faith, have a business case, but take a leap of faith that you're doing the right thing and, and just go and implement somewhere. And as you do that, you'll learn. Think big, start small, go fast. Yeah. So, Larry, um, I also, when I saw your team, uh, the team, uh, evaluating um, uh, uh, Toolbox Mobile Library, for example, I know that you partnered with a few people to ensure that you were hitting the business problems right, you know, a few airlines, and you were, you were trying to address that. Can you walk us through sort of the process of partnering with somebody to help you, you know, determine maybe the minimum viable product or something like that? 
Yeah, you know, Mark, we, we did have a pretty, um, I'm going to say, pretty rigid process. You know, as you, as you start these things out, it's kind of, kind of typical product management. We brought in a group of, a small group of five or six airlines to do essentially a focus group, right? So we, we would bring in the maintenance, pretty much at maintenance at the leadership level and at the mechanic level turning the wrenches and just go through this process analysis of, you know, what they're doing today, whiteboard it out and how can, where are there areas for improvements and how can this new technology uh, fit within, you know, and bring efficiencies. But let me be clear, it started out with a group of a small group, uh, focus group of four or five air, air, airlines. And these were, you know, anywhere from large guys like, uh, like down in Dallas to, uh, to smaller guys like maybe up in Canada. Um, so, uh, or, uh, or in, in Holland. So some of, you know, it's, a, it's important to get a, a broad, a broad brush across the industry, but it's also important to start with a small group. Don't go out to 50 customers. So we did that and we came up with a product that those five customers really liked. And then we really took it a lot broader and did a little bit more, I'm going to say organized approach in showing this capability to a large group of airlines, um, 50 or hundred airlines given a questionnaire, shown the application, hey, what do you think? And really broaden it out so we get a lot more input. And then the last thing you do is kind of bring it back down to the, to the five you started with, right? And have them take all that input and come up with a final product. So, it, you know, it starts really with a focused, a small focus group, broadly share what you've done with the, your customer base and then bring it back in to make, to really make the final um, uh, minimum viable product. Yeah, you know, Larry, it just it's amazing how when we have these conversations about technology and about blockchain, they seem to always go back to the beginning of what's the problem you're trying to solve? You know, yeah, what is right, the business right, problem? Right. What's the return on investment? And I know you've seen people who have jumped to the end and went out and bought technology and then come back and tried right. to figure out how to implement it. How did that go? Yeah, you know, that's always a frustrating piece because you got to find the, the capital to go buy the, the iPads or, or the, the mobile devices and you got to justify that to someone. And so, uh, again, this I think this approach where you start with a small group and you're able to build a business case before you go out and, and decide on a, on a particular device or a particular technology. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Larry, the same um, the same uh, scenario applies when we're talking about the next generation of technology. OK, so yeah. we're talking yeah. about blockchain. All right. Now, yeah. I've had people come to me and say, you know, what do I need blockchain for? All right. Well, I, I can't even answer that question because I don't understand what your business is doing, and what your business problems are. Well, there's, right? there's two problems there, Mark. Right. First is why do I need blockchain? But even more basic than that is what the heck is blockchain? I mean, right. And I think you've done a great job over the last uh um, you know, six or eight weeks, helping people understand, and even helping me, old guy like me, understand what blockchain is, how it can fit in the, in, into your enterprise. So uh, the first question is, what's my business problem? But well, what the heck is blockchain anyway? Yeah. So, you know, I, that's one of the things I realized right away at the beginning is, is that, um, you know, it took me several years to understand this. And so I thought, look, I'm, I'm, I've been on this journey of trying to understand blockchain. And so I wanted to share it with people and I wanted to bring other people along and help them to better understand blockchain so they could consider it in their solutions. Now, Larry, I have a question for you is, is that, you know, I've seen a lot of companies in the last eight weeks that I've done these broadcasts you know, that are in blockchain that I really didn't even know about. I mean, yeah, you know, right, what do you right. think about that? You know? Well, I, obviously we're going to see new players in this, right? Um, but I think you also see Microsoft and Lufthansa and airlines playing in this space too, because they understand, well, let me just put it this way. 
for years and years and years, we wanted to share maintenance data. We wanted to share in-service data. And there all, have been all sorts of blockades or, or hurdles to be able to do that around proprietary data. And hey, I'm not gonna share my maintenance data with my competitor. Um, but what blockchain does is allow you to be able to share that data, whether it be maintenance data, whether it be passenger or ticketing data, where it be, okay, where's my bag, which is a big deal these days, right? data, um, securely. And you know, the encryption that's built in really allows that security or security blanket that we've never had in the past to be able to safely, efficiently, securely, and protect proprietariness uh, of data. Yeah, you know, definitely one of the things that we've learned over the last eight weeks and talking to all these people is that the people that are that are um, that are moving forward and are being successful in implementing a blockchain are those which have you know diverse sets of data that's available to them from multiple different people, and they need to be able to share it, and it needs to have security, and uh, it needs to be readily accessible, and we need to be able to onboard these people onto these you know data sharing kind of an environment. And so, hey Mark, you said something there that I, that, that just struck me readily accessible right that's so important and, and i didn't even think about that till you just said it that um these new tools and new approaches whether it be an nft or, or blockchain really facilitate that readily available in your wallet or however you access it that that is uh, really powerful that how often do we say yeah i know that data but i, I got it somewhere but i can't i can't seem to find it all the time that happens to us all the time, you know, and you know, Larry, I saw, I saw multiple cases of that when I worked at Boeing with you is uh, you know, there was so much data and there were so many different systems that existed that uh, the difficulty in finding the information you were looking for was really half the problem. You know, once you could find it, you could maybe do an analysis of it, but sometimes just even finding the data was extremely difficult. You know, that's interesting, Mark. Uh, I had a, a VP at, at, at uh, Boeing he had a favorite saying. He said, "If Boeing only only knew what Boeing knows, right? Uh, because there was so much knowledge there, but it yeah. was always difficult to be able to find the and find the right person. And you know, uh, this traditional networking was very powerful, of course, and still will, is. But uh, to be able to find the right information quickly um, is really powerful. Yeah." And, and Larry, um, you mentioned to me uh, earlier, or you said earlier that uh, you saw some big companies that were, you know, currently entering into it. Um, you said you saw uh, Lufthansa that's entering into that recently? Yeah, Mark, I was just uh, reading yesterday afternoon about uh, Lufthansa has embraced uh, blockchain. They actually have an initiative. I think it's BC number four A is what it's called, blockchain for aviation, BC for a and, and you know it's to look across their enterprise about how they can leverage blockchain to be more more efficient i think uh you know i just read about lufthansa here in the last couple of days i'm sure other airlines have initiatives to do that but i think again what it, it was interesting to me um you know i'm maintenance and i'm always looking what are they doing for maintenance but they were doing it around ticketing and the passenger experience and you know to be able to um to buy a ticket and it has some inherent capabilities within that ticket to, to, to easily change it and to, you know, to, to easily get into, a, um, you know, a lounge or, or uh, to move your seat. So all those things are kind of enabled by, by blockchain. Yeah, and, and Larry, we've seen um, we've seen so many business applications. We've seen it being applied in in maintenance and records. And we've seen it applied in materials, you know, parts. We've seen it applied in reservations. 
Um, uh, we've seen it in, uh, in asset management. Um, and then some of the companies that we've had on the broadcast, um, they've been using for loyalty programs. And you know, just recently we had SkyThread come on. They're focusing on, on uh, providing a platform which can enable the, the, uh, the aggregation of data across many different sources. And then, and then we take a look at people like uh, Boeing, who is currently has some blockchain initiatives going on. And uh, there was something in the news recently on Forbes that what Boeing was doing in that area. But my point is, listen, is, is that if you look around what's happening around you today, it's happening everywhere. All right. Now, that doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to miss out. I need to jump on the bandwagon and do it. No. What it means is that we need to say, is this an enabling technology that can help me solve my business problem? That's really what we need to do. But and I think, you know, you're kind of touching it, Mark. These uh, companies have, set, have found a use, a uh, broad use for different business processes across their value stream, you know, ticketing or parts or digital twin or, or maintenance. So they've kind of found a, a way as we bring this data together and make it accessible and usable um, to solve a lot of different business problems. You know, I, I saw a term this morning. It was uh, it's a. Uh, digital birth certificate, right? If you're doing parts and you and it's uh, in blockchain from the very beginning, then you know that part uh, from, you know, the day it was born to the day that it died. I shouldn't say die in aviation, but the day that it's retired. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it allows that sort of visibility. Well, you know, I've had I've had guests on this broadcast in the past that have applications like uh, Provenair, and Provenair has back to birth on landing gear and on engines, right. and so that terminology is real common for for life limited parts for LLPs and for you know rollables and things which we have to have a a solid accurate maintenance history, and so yeah, one of the things that blockchain is doing is enabling us to be able to do that. So, Larry, let's just say that we've walked through that process. You've you've gone through and you've identified that you have some needs. And, and uh, you've identified that we have an opportunity to apply technology to some particular solution. And now we've started to educate ourselves and become aware of technology that's out there, including blockchain. We go to, you know, we go to associations, we go to companies, we go to, um, we go to our own internal organizations and we familiarize ourselves with this technology. Now we have to go back and reevaluate, okay, how does that change what we're doing, all right? Larry, um, I found myself doing that constantly when we were involved in the entry into service of the 787. You know, we go to somebody that has business processes in place, right? And right. we'd say, okay, we have this new technology that's going to come out. Now we have to reevaluate how it's going to change your operation. We would introduce the technology. They would reevaluate how they have to change the business processes. What do we do differently now, now that we have loadable software parts or that we're downloading this data or we have to validate security or we have ground systems which are required to connect to the aircraft wirelessly. And now they change their business operations and then they implement the technology and deploy optimized business processes, including the new technology. That's a that's a great way to put it, Mark. And you know that 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 kind of last step of uh, what you just described is being able to have this aha moment where you know introducing this new technology, changing my processes a little bit, saved me a ton of money, right? And and, and you're able to go you know to to make sure leadership, senior leadership, understands. Um, that it really does um, reflect both the top, top and bottom line. Yeah. So, so if I could summarize up what we've just talked about, you know, we've said that we need to understand our business problems. We need to go through the process of determining which ones give us the greatest value or return on investment. We need to consider what technology is possible. We need to look at that technology. And if it's introduced into the business process, how does it then change the business process? What's the final business process? And then we need to partner with people 
you know, in the deployment and execution. I mean, it's that right. simple, right? Right, right. You know, Mark, you know, this morning we're kind of talking about, about blockchain, but it's, it's, we've talked about digital transformation and change management for, for you know, the last two years and helping people understand what that journey looks like for uh, digital transformation or change management. And I think you've been talking about blockchain and NFTs and helping people understand what they are so they can start to think about and get their head around, okay, how can I, how can I implement this new technology? And the steps are pretty much the same. It's just a, um, a new, very powerful tool. Yeah, it really is. And uh, Larry, so in our business in digital aircraft, see Larry and I partnered together a couple of years ago um, to provide uh, a number of things in this business. Number one, we do digital transformation, you know, consulting as well as project implementation. We do sales and marketing, contract sales and marketing, and we also do some capital fundraising and things for people. But uh, the bottom line is, is that as a business, we try to help people to understand technology and educate people on technology. We try to bring together the best of the people and the companies that we know to be able to enable you to accelerate that journey and to be successful in doing that, all while we're bringing in the best technology for you to be able to optimize and create efficiency really in your business or bring out you know new products and services. And that's- uh, hey, hey, Mark, I got a question for you. So we talked a little bit about the business process this morning and how, cha how change management works. and but. Help me understand a little bit about blockchain and NFTs and how those kind of both work together to solve a business problem. Because I know you've talked about that and I'm yeah. still not sure I understand it. Yeah, so 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 one of the great things that we've seen recently is that, like for example, is, is that uh, uh, the company TravelX, they came on board um, a few weeks ago and uh, they said, look, there was a problem in the industry and the problem in the industry was, and you and I know it, you fly, and you, you buy an airline ticket and then you cancel the flight and then you go buy another one and you go fly somewhere else. And all of a sudden that ticket disappeared and you go, where did that e-ticket number go? How do I know where it is? I don't even know what happened. And I got this thousands of dollars of tickets sitting out there and I don't even know where they are. So TravelX said, what if we tokenized that? What if we put a platform out there to allow you to, to turn a ticket into an NFT? And that NFT then resided in your wallet and you were able to exchange that ticket for another ticket more easily and readily. And you were able to potentially exchange that ticket or give it to a family member or give it to a business associate. And the next thing they're going to work on beyond that is how do I exchange it between airlines? You know, and so basically we're talking about um, going to the next generation of going from an e-ticket to having a exchangeable NFT, which now is possible to have more flexibility and more access and security and usability of something like that. So, so blockchain yeah. providing the, the distributed ledger technology and bringing in an NFT and a token allowed them to be able to solve that business problem of inaccessibility of airline tickets. So, so the NFT, uh, kind of a weird term, NFT is the user interface into the blockchain data. Yeah, it ends up being a certificate or a token or a pass is what it yeah, ends up being. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. and maybe a, another good example of that is, is that, you see, we're trying to help people to be successful in their own businesses, to evaluate where they can use blockchain and NFTs, all right? And in that right. process, we said, well, let's do some things in digital aircraft to be able to help people to learn, all right? So, so we have this education portal out there, which has videos and live blockchain broadcasts that we do and, and things in there. And it's this environment that we put together, which is an asset. It's a business service that we have that helps train people. There's a training course in there uh, on digital transformation. And so we said, well, how can we tie it together with blockchain? We said, okay, listen, 
we're going to sell an NFT now. And so, so we're getting ready very soon to sell an NFT. And if you buy that NFT, then you're going to have two things. You're going to have access into our products and services. Voila, I've been able to, you know, better promote my products and services through this NFT. And second of all, we have this NFT now, which someone is going to have as a collectible. And uh, many NFTs in the past, you can't guarantee it, but many NFTs in the past have increased in value just because of the collectible nature of that NFT. It depends upon, you know, what it is and how it's used for. You know, I've mentioned over and over again that uh, the Travel X sold their very first airline ticket for $1 million and $2,000, right? <laughs> At a tremendous value. So, so what we're doing is we're bringing together blockchain, my business services, and the NFT to be able to create the valuable product and service and a new marketing tool to be able to bring it forward. And it's done on the blockchain. All right, that's one. The second thing that we're doing is I have so many people that come to me and say, how do I get my voice out there? I'm a business that has valuable products and services. How do I get my voice out there? That's why I started doing these interviews you know, 18 months ago. And, right. uh, and and I've done a thousand of them so far. I've helped a thousand people and companies to be able to get their voice out, right? And people come to me and they say, how do I get on the stage, right? Well, I do that on, on a routine basis with people. And I've actually done, I've done webinars for people and I do campaigns for people as part of our effort to be able to help people to get their voice out. And so we decided to make that a product as well. And so now we have a second NFT that we've tied to something called stages. And if you buy this NFT, you now have access to the stage to be able to come into an interview like this and get the message out about your valuable product and service. And then we give the people the video afterwards. And I have people that take the video and they break it up and they use it on their website and they put it out on social media and they repurpose it. And so it becomes a valuable method to be able to get their voice out to an established network and then walk away with an asset, but it's not done yet, is, is that they still own the NFT. And if they say, I'm not doing this anymore or it's not working for me, they can sell the NFT to somebody else and somebody else can use the stage just like what they did. So it's really an incredible way for us to be able to take established products and services that we have and attach them to a new marketing tool on top of the blockchain and to be able to make them accessible to an established network. I mean, I just think it's really cool. I'm really excited about it, Larry. So. Yeah, you know, Mark, for, for a long time, we talked about digital transformation and we talked about using iPads and maintenance and how to make maintenance more efficient. Uh, it's just dawned on me over the last few months as, you, as you've been doing these, uh, these seminars, webinars, uh, that blockchain and NFTs are the next extension of that that you know, I still I'm gonna have my iPad where I'm accessing information, but I'm probably gonna have an NFT there and I'm gonna be able to access so much more information, whether it be maintenance information, whether it be my personal travel information, but you know, it's all um, sort of uh, collated in one easy to find spot place. And that's just a logical extension of what we've been talking about uh, for the yeah. past uh, five years. Yep, exactly. And so for those of you watching today, you know, um, I hope you've gained a lot of knowledge and information from the series that we've done over the last seven weeks. This is the end of the seventh week. We have one more week coming up. And in the next week, what we have is we have a solution coming on board called Earnhardt Solution. And it's a blockchain technology solution. We're going to do a live demo of it on Monday. And he was actually my very first guest. He, uh, he graciously came on on the very first broadcast to help us explain the fundamentals of blockchain. And he waited all the way to the end to be able to bring his solution forward and show people his solution. So on Monday, um, he's going to come forward and he's going to show us his solution. Um, he's a university professor who has a history of aviation, um, Luis Santos, and he's going to show us the Earhart solution. He has practical real world experience and they are deploying a solution 
um, for blockchain. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be focusing on, you know, this world of blockchain. How do we bring these th things together and how do we create success in that? And then on Friday, I have a really great guest. I have a, I have a, a guest who's, who's on the board of the city of blockchain in the city of Vienna. And we're going to be talking about the future of blockchain. So we've, we've gone from being, what's the innovation of blockchain? What are the real solutions that exist out there? How do we deploy it? What are the challenges? You know, how do we make this happen? What's the execution? And we're going to wrap it up next Friday with a vision of the future is what we're going to do. So I, I just, I'm so excited about the direction that we've gone in this and the knowledge that we've been able to acquire. And all of you that have been able to watch this, I hope that you watching have really enjoyed this and have been able to get something valuable out of this. Well, I think, Mark, uh, you've helped the working man understand what NFTs are and where their value are is and kind of how that interfaces with blockchain and how that can all work to not can, but will work to solve a business problem. Yeah, excellent. So um, anyway, uh, stand stand by and watch out for uh, the scheduled broadcast for next week and help me to wrap this up strong and to uh, to bring in a good conclusion um, to our blockchain and aviation series. And uh, I'm speaking at a couple of conferences coming up this fall on this very topic. Um, I'm going to be at the Aircraft IT Conference in Miami in September, and I'll be speaking on this topic. And so if you're watching, you know, you'll have an opportunity to come and hear more, you know, in person, face-to-face -face in Miami um, in the middle of September. I'll provide more information about that. And then there's others I'm doing this fall as well. But uh, we're going to continue to carry this message forward, and so watch out for that. And listen, everybody, I appreciate you being with us and being part of this community, and I hope you get value from it. And I look forward to engaging with you next week and into the future. Larry, thanks for being, being my, my return guest who should have been here more, but now you're back. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Larry. Hey, thanks, Mark. Always fun. Yep. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, I'll close it up like I always do. Fair winds and following seas and have a great day. And thanks for joining us. And we'll see you on the broadcast on Monday. Bye for now. Bye.